0: in front
1: Parting is such sweet sorrow (laughs) Totally sucks
0: Welcome back to Old Fogies and Films. Each episode, the members of this panel take turns assigning a film to watch and discuss. We have Shelley, Ahad,
1: uh-huh. Zakia,
0: Ruth, and me, Eric. This round, I assign the Fogies to watch *Tromeo and Juliet*. Okay, picture it, 1996. The number one song on the Hot 100 is "Wanna Be" by the Spice Girls. I am not kidding. number one at the u.s box office is the re-release of empire strikes back and seinfeld was the highest rated tv show and it was also the release date of tromeo and juliet which is a very loose adaptation of shakespeare's romeo and juliet set in modern day new york add to that a street punk style immature pranks slapstick sound effects gross out imagery boobs and tons of foul language and it's pure trauma Though maybe a hair is less than usual in fact, because I've seen a lot of trauma movies and honestly, this was not quite as bad as as a, most of those others. This was tame compared to others. A little bit, yes, just <laughs> <okay>. just slightly. <laughs> uh, they hit some major plot points of the source material, of course, but some parts are very, very different. I might even say that they made it better actually. after I finished it, because this is the first time I've watched it, even though I'm a big trauma fan, I had saved it for a while. Um, and after watching, it, I thought, I, you know, I think maybe because I've just seen Romeo or i seen Romeo and Juliet adapted so many times. And of course, you know, you read it in high school, possibly, we did. Uh, and so it's just the same story over and over. And there were certain parts mm-hmm. of it that bugged me. So the version that they made here, like plot-wise, I actually enjoyed better. The One of the actors, Stephen Blackheart, who played Benny, the tattoo artist, Uh, He has said that it aims to affect modern audiences the way that they would have been affected in Shakespeare's time, which is an assessment I find intriguing because it's true. Like the way Shakespeare wrote things, you know, at the time that he was writing them, these were body plays. They were really like pushing boundaries and they were, uh, they were parodying and make, you know, making jokes about a lot of different kinds of people. And it was probably a little bit shocking to certain people, (laughs) Uh, So, you know, what are you going to do hundreds of years later? You're going to have to up the ante. So I think that that's a very interesting way to look at this. I love trauma, as I've said, for better or worse, because they do lean a little homophobic at times. And of course, they they focus a lot on female exploitation. uh, But the shock value and creativity in the movies that they produce, but also just distribute because they don't always make everything themselves. It always gets me. Plus, I like the idea of friends making movies. And I think you can get that sense in this movie too, where it's it's like a group of people who have just, they're they throwing all their creative effort in to making something. You know, you've, you've got the actors, the, the the screenwriters, the director, you know, everyone, you know, the effects are people, they're all just sort of like, let's, let's try to get this made somehow. We'll, we'll use everything we have at our disposal and we'll get it done. And it was probably a fantastic party on set. And I love the idea of that. So even outside of trauma, there are uh, movies that I love that have been made by these like kind of troops of people who who make movies this way. And and I love that. So to talk about a few particulars. Uh, first up, this is sh- apparently Sean Gunn's first part ever. And, and of course, James Gunn is actually in the movie as the peanut dad and he was also the writer and I think co-director but Lloyd Kaufman is is specifically uh credited as the director but I'm sure James Gunn as the screenwriter probably had some input because this these movies are usually very collaborative and I honestly did not recognize Sean Gunn at first I, I knew he was in this movie but I watched the entire thing and it was in the credits where it said who he was that I was like what I was oh. very, very shocked because I, know he, him I saw as,
2: him. I knew him right away. Yeah, me
0: okay. too. And maybe it's because you guys, I guess, know him from Gilmore Girls, which yeah. is a good time ago. Um, uh, but to me, I have never seen him this young. I mean, he was like baby face. I think I've right never there. seen him like that, and it was, it was surprising to me. Yeah,
1: really? Gilmore Girls... Started in 2000, so just four years after this movie. Oh yeah, and Kurt, the character he played, you know, was in it since the beginning. So definitely for us, it was just a four years younger version than what we yeah him as. Whereas for you, probably is it Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. Now that he's older, basically Guardians of the Galaxy. The yeah. Galaxy I think it's so. so that makes one. sense. That why it could be a bit harder. Uh, but yeah, minute he walked out there, little weird hairstyle and all, I was like, oh god, <laughs> that shotgun. Pigtails, so, yeah. He was really,
0: really pretty, actually, which is what because I have never thought of him that way, but he was very pretty, but he was he was too thin. Oh, he's basically thin. a <laughs> skeleton. So like, oh my gosh, you guys, you're just like your entire body's hanging off clavicles. I thought he could <laughs> break any moment.
1: At any moment. I like when the guy was <laughs> grabbing his middle finger, I was like, watch out, it can snap. And I was like, oh it is the kind of movie where I would expect it to just snap, but well, yeah, <laughs> and then you know, it later on. <laughs> he does not
0: kind of get that like, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, This movie also
0: has Debbie Roshan, who is known for her trauma parts, plus a lot of other sexy stuff. You know, those sort of like uh, B-movie, softcore kind of movies.
3: On Cinemax late at night?
0: Yeah, that kind of thing. But also (laughs) lots and lots of low-budget horror movies. She's in tons of that. So she's actually kind of a big name for people who are really into that kind of stuff. She's even been in a documentary about uh, her time in trauma. So, uh, she's also though, Fahad, this is for you, she has been in several Chris Sieber movies. Chris Sieber is a director of low budget horror that uh, two of our very close friends, Rochelle and Corey Grillo grew up with. So they went to to school with him and he has basically (laughs) stayed in, uh, was it, you know, Western New York and continued to, and he's made movies and there's a documentary on him that we watched last year uh, that was pretty good. It talks about his entire process from when he started to get into films when he was in high school and, and, and then his entire oeuvre, is that the right way to say it? Oeuvre <laughs> uh, of making low budget films. And she's been in many, many of those. She, she plays one of his main his major characters, Mulva.
1: Didn't he at some point work with the owner or creator of Trauma? I remember him being in the dot or being mentioned. Uh, yes, his his
0: movies for a time were distributed by Troma. Okay. Like and, saying- and the documentary mentions, I think, at one point that uh, Troma's, for, for at least one movie, Troma uh, tried to impose too much influence on the content and the eventual products. And it I guess I think it left a bad taste in his mouth. So they kind of parted ways after that. But he did work with them for a while. Yeah. And that's probably where Debbie Rochon came in the actress who played Juliet her name is Jane Jensen she was primarily a musician and James Gunn actually used a couple of her songs later in the soundtrack for Slither which was his first it was his first feature film to direct and the first thing he did post trauma as a director and it's a fantastic movie if you haven't seen it Elizabeth Banks is in it Nathan Fillion it's really, really fun. It's really well done. I mean, it definitely he showed what he's capable of. And no doubt that film is what got him later work like Guardians. Uh Lloyd Kaufman, who is the co-founder of Trauma, he actually appears in the movie as well. He's the director of this of this film, technically, and, and he also appears in the movie. He's in that bar scene. He's one of the people who does a spit take. He's the older guy who does a spit take, if you remember that. James Gunn, right around this exact same time, actually co-wrote lloyd kaufman's autobiography with and that autobiography that they wrote together served as the basis for the screenplay for another trauma film called terra firmer which also starred will keenan who plays romeo in this movie and and that movie is like i said tromeo juliet is a little bit tame compared to normal trauma standards terra firmer is definitely like twice as crazy as this movie is
1: sorry quick question though when it comes to trauma films is the most well-known movie slash character toxi from the toxic avengers movie yeah. toxic avenger movie so yeah. if you all remember even back was it like in the 90s there's or 80s there's like a toxic crusader cartoon based off yeah. of the trauma movie toxic avenger so if you all kind of remember that that's the studio that's making these movies <laughs>
0: Yeah, Troma Trauma existed before Toxie, but Toxie yeah. is definitely um Trauma is definitely the studio that Toxie built
1: at this point. Like, like Freddie made Uline. it like it works, you know. Newline <laughs> is the house that Freddie built. <laughs> yeah, that kind of So so Troma is the shack that Toxi built. Exactly. The shack. That's rude, you know? I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, no, it's a well put together, smaller studio.
0: It's like a it's like a coat of many colors is what trauma is. So the shack is like it's a colorful a shack. It's amazing different things, and it looks a yeah. little bit like a mess. But if you look closer, you're like, oh, interesting. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so, so James Gunn, of course, you know, he had he wrote this screenplay. He also worked on Terra Firma. He did shorts for Trauma. This was during his Trauma period, and something that I remarked on to myself while I was watching Tromeo and Juliet is that I actually see a lot of the sense of like style and comedy of Tromeo and Juliet. I've seen it in Peacemaker. And, you know, he, he, he definitely in like Suicide Squad, uh, you know, he pushed some boundaries, but Peacemaker, I think, because it was maybe television uh, I think allowed him to look, go a little bit further back and be a little, maybe even a little bit more pushing the boundaries and so a lot of the, the, the jokes there, uh, the, the shock value jokes in Peacemaker, I feel are very trauma inspired, you know, and, and I love that he got to do that. And, and I told you guys, like, I actually got a like from him on a tweet. And it was because in an episode of Peacemaker, there is this background, this establishing shot of a street. And there's a, a store in the background called Lauder Video and Frank Hennenlotter, is a director. And, and you could call him a trash director. And so I commented to James Gunn that I love that he included that as an Easter egg, because it ties back to his trash cinema roots, which include this movie that we just saw. <laughs> That's his trash cinema roots. And and I love trash cinema. And so I love Frank Kenilater. I love Troma. And, and I, I love that James Gunn, who took part in this, actually has this, this uh, pedigree behind him.
1: You know, I can see what you're saying, Eric, where Peacemaker, which for those of you that don't know, it's a show on HBO max taking a DC character from the suicide squad uh, movie that James Gunn directed uh, starring John Cena. And he spun it off into a TV show about that character. Um, But I can see where if given a big budget and asked to just be a little bit polished, how Peacemaker seems like it could be a trauma thing just bigger budget a little more polished
0: definitely it's got a yeah it's the budget that trauma wishes they had but it's full of the kind of heroes and villains that could have absolutely been in a trauma film because James Gunn has picked the weirdest and most forgotten parts of like DC culture and, and uh, DC comics culture and and then pulled them into this series and said, let's make a story about them.
1: And that's what he likes to do. That's what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I mean, how many people on this call had ever heard of Guardians of the Galaxy before the first movie came out? I hadn't even. That heard. comic had been out, the characters have been out since what? Like Groot has been out since the 60s. Yeah, Who knew who Groot was? But now everybody says, I am Groot. You know, it's like a thing. So He's he's, beloved by billions. (laughs) James Gunn does a good job of taking these very obscure things and finding a way to make them relevant and enjoyable for now. And, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is a big deal now. People know what that is. It launched Chris Pratt into the stratosphere. And that's
0: why we're, I am, and I'm sure Fahad is, excited for James Gunn to be co-CEO of DC. Uh, the DC Extended Universe, the, you know, the film studio side, um, because he's already he's already released his slate of what he's planning to produce. And it's a lot of fun stuff we've all seen. And this is including the slate, but we've all seen Batman and Superman so many times. But he's trying to dig a little deeper and saying there's some there's some really cool stories here that are unique to DC. And those are the ones that should be told. And it's going to be a fun time. It's going to take years for us to even see much of it, but it's like two years until the actual beginning of his slate, but it'll be fun when we get there. We shall see. Uh, so uh, my next part is just a, a few quick things that I wonder if you guys caught.
1: Wait, Eric, before uh, we get into things if we caught, did you like the movie? Did you love the movie? I think I already said yes. <laughs> I couldn't tell like, if you liked it or if you loved it. Well,
0: uh, I will say that... When it first started, sometimes I have to be I, I well, not sometimes, I always have to be sort of in the mood for a particular type of movie because I watched a I watch a wide range, everything from trauma to Oscar Best Pictures. And that can be a bit of whiplash. You can't go from one to the other without sort of losing your losing the plot. And so I have to be in the mood. So I thought I was in the mood, but when I started the movie, it it did take me Shelley's twenty minutes to, before I was like, "Okay, wait, 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 wait." Now I'm I've, I've it's put my brain back into the groove that I've been in for other movies like this that I love, and so for in the beginning it, it felt a little rough to me, but by the end of it, I was just absolutely in love with everything they were doing, the way that they were, that the characters were portrayed, the way they were messing with the story that, that we know so well. And I really, really enjoyed it, and I and I laughed out loud many times. So yes, I I did love it, and I would watch again. Cool. Uh, but so uh, about the things that I wonder if you caught Sean Gunn, who plays Sammy, yep. for Sammy's for the period that is Sammy's about to lead up to Sammy's death scene, and during it, he's did you notice he's wearing this pumpkin shirt, <laughs> which makes him look like a skinny pumpkin. <laughs> And then they smash him on the street. I <laughs> thought, I wonder if that's on purpose. They like they smashed him oh. like a pumpkin,
1: smashing pumpkins,
0: <laughs> and he was dressed like one. So it's almost like you get what you are dressed as. And
3: then he tries to put his brain back.
1: Uh, in. <laughs> I, I will admit, like I don't usually get grossed out by gross scenes in movies. Like I loved Terrifier too, and I could watch the bedroom scene. I'm not going to spoil it over and over. Like it was wonderful. But for some reason, I don't know, maybe I just like to your point, Eric, maybe I wasn't in the right mindset, but I was not prepared to watch this kind of gore. So it made me a little queasy watching him try to put like his really? skin oh. back onto his head. I, I was funny. like, I can't I can't do this right now.
0: That's funny, because honestly, the effects in Terrifier 2 are incredibly realistic and nothing Trauma has ever done has been super <laughs> realistic. Was,
4: I think it
3: was just that, I, that one scene. I was triggered by the the hand getting, the paper cutter, his fingers getting cut off in that because Ooh, yeah. every time I'm around one of those paper cutters, like at a school, I always think about, I always think that. And so I thought, oh, that been, well, that's what do would be- You have another
0: triggering memory for every time you see one. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Just add it to your, your, uh, your collection.
3: My list. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, another thing was it, there's this point I think it's in the flashback where they're talking about uh, the history between Cappy Capulet and Tromeo's father, like how they had a, a splitting off with the film company. And they talk about how they made the worst movies ever made, but the clips they're showing on the television at the time they say that line are actually clips from other Troma movies. Yeah, that's funny. And I love that because Troma knows they're not making like, <laughs> they're not making cinema.
3: Oscar-worthy, <laughs>
0: yeah, Oscar-nominated, <laughs> and they have no problems making fun of their own stuff. Um, and one of the clips they showed was actually a movie that I saw when I was like thirteen
4: <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> that I need to
0: rewatch because it's been stuck in my mind since then. And I, but only in vague terms. Um, and I also want to mention that at the party, this is one of the plot points of Romeo and Juliet that they actually do abide by. Is there's that party where Romeo and Juliet. Tromeo and Juliet in this case actually meet for the first time, uh, and he's masquerading so that they don't know that he's a Montague.
3: He's a cow.
0: A cute. He's,
4: he's a, a cow. Cute. Yeah. He's
3: a cow cute. um
0: But at the party, if you noticed the people dancing, Toxie appears.
1: Oh.
0: Uh, Kabuki man appears. Kabuki man is another huge trauma star. I remember for him? Yeah. Kabuki man uh, NYPD, uh, and uh. I was, this is probably a stretch, but you know, his best friend who's Mauricio from Trump, Romeo and Juliet, but he's called, I think, uh, Maury here. Uh, he's dressed in this strange outfit where he's like all purple, but he's covered in polka dots. And I was like, is this James Gunn's huh? first polka dot man? Uh, because like- in his Suicide Squad movie, uh, David Dastmalchian plays polka dot man. Who became a fan favorite out of nowhere he's like again pulling an obscure DC character out and making him famous and the actor who played him famous consequently.
1: But that's what I was like
0: this is oh he did polka dot Man like 25 years before it actually appeared yeah. in a movie.
1: Well I found what's what I found funny in that party scene was Tromeo you know was dressed as a cow. Which I found funny because Juliet's fiance was the butcher guy, and she yeah. didn't like all of that. Yet she then is kind of intrigued and enchanted by this guy in a cow costume. I'm like, that's kind of ironic, right there. It's she's like, into meat, right? <laughs> but not in always. Meat. She's like, but it's I a need a different it kind me. of way. I, can't I guess
0: date a vegetarian. I need meat. Uh, but no. It, but isn't? Um, but she's a vegetarian. But she's, she's still a vegetarian. Macrobiotic. Yeah. <laughs> I love that bit. Like, she's a vegetarian, but is there, if there's a piece of meat she'll have, it's Tromio. <laughs> and uh, another thing that I really, really loved about this movie, I think maybe the most, Tromeo tromo is, Troma is not usually subtle about their humor, but I found that this joke was pretty subtle because they don't put a lot of attention on it and it can go by pretty much unnoticed. And it was the fact that her father, uh, Juliet's father, Cappy seems to not understand girls at all. So every time he goes into her room, he mistakes some normal girl thing for a sex object. So he goes in there and he thinks of her curling iron, he's like a dildo. He like says like it's a dildo. It's like it's just a curling iron. And then later he comes into her room and he's holding up a, a you know a curling rod uh, for her hair. You know like uh, just you know what do you call that? Curler, a curler, curler? For hair. He's like butt plug. And it's like. <laughs> he's like dad it's not a pub plug it's just a curler and then and it, and it ends with when she's transformed into a cow he goes into the room and he just looks at her face and says makeup <laughs> as if she says she's such a whore she's wearing such heavy makeup she looks like trash it's like she's actually transformed into something else and you still think she's just being slutty and i thought that it was hysterical every single time he's so oblivious
3: except uh, for the fact that he was mol-
1: like molesting her. Yeah, he was so creepy
0: uh, the way he would lay was, down next to her. He seemed like a molester, but he kept accusing her of being sexual and that was his problem. So it was like so clearly he's never going to make her sexual, but every time he comes to talk to her
1: he's being so lucidious It gets like, it, and it gets like worse. This, and worse. It messages. Each time it gets worse and worse to the point where he's yeah. like in underwear like hugging up against her and it's like yes and in the weird timeout room or
3: whatever it was called (laughs) (laughs) timeout
0: oh my goodness um okay so that's all I have to say (laughs) and we can move on to people now (laughs) to say what you want and I hope you'll be kind
1: (laughs) hey you you don't have to witness (laughs) no leading
0: the witness I know you don't have to be kind but I hope that you I know this was probably a very strange movie for most of you to watch and and I hope that you were able to find some reason to enjoy it in some way but uh I am a little scared to hear what you have to say but that's that's on me so here we go let's rip the band-aid off and call
3: Shelly all right so Eric I love you and I wanted to I I tried to go into this with an open mind (laughs) and I didn't hate everything about it I, I didn't I didn't want to I I I like the story of Romeo and Juliet, so I always like the adaptations, and I I did like um, how they they stuck in some of Shakespeare's actual like the words from the play, and I did think it's funny. I thought it was funny um, when they were at the party scene and they were talking. He was talking about her hand on her cheek. So in in the Shakespeare play, her hand is on her cheek, <laughs> but in this, it was actually on her 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 it's a polite way to say this her her, her bum dear cheek. Dear. <laughs> and um <laughs> and so I did think that was clever and it was funny and I enjoyed I enjoyed um picking out the different lines from from the actual play and then I did I I did like I mean I didn't like but I, I, I liked like when um he was looking through his pornographic cds and a lot of them had Shakespearean titles on it. Okay. I thought that was a cute like, callback to the source material.
1: Yeah, it was a fun nod. <laughs>
3: yeah, and they made me laugh. I didn't hate all the actors in it. I, 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 I thought that Tromeo was uh, adorable. He, so he was just well perfect. And I thought that the, the girl that played Juliet did a really good job, but, and this could be me, to blame myself the sex was over the top and and that made me not like it um i mean i felt uncomfortable and some of them i had to fast forward through because some of them lasted a really long time and so that's just me i i'm i'm i must be a prude (laughs) or maybe it's the (laughs) catholic lady coming out um you're repressed i'm repressed i didn't enjoy that felt Thank uncomfortable <laughs> it made me so uncomfortable when you find out that they're brother and sister <laughs> and that they didn't they leave it as a joke at the end you know? especially with the the graphic the sex that they had <laughs> like everywhere outside in her weird timeout room and whatever that was I didn't I didn't quite I, I didn't like the dad that made me uncomfortable too it felt too like pedophile you know, when he was cuddling with his daughter in her bed, when he always assumed that she was having some sort of sex dream and yelling. I, I enjoyed the um, the time period that it was set in, that I liked all of the, like, punk clothing and yeah, the piercings and the tattoos, and, like, I, I, I liked
0: that. I can ask you, though, the sex scenes, do you think that it's actually worse than than any other movie you've seen? Like, in in the context of another plot would it have not been something you thought about but in the context of this movie maybe because of the other offensive a- attributes maybe it seemed more pornographic it
3: was a lot it, it it did harken back to i think i made a comment earlier that um if you ever flipped on cinemax late at night and 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 watched those ridiculous oh. pornographies that were on this and, and they all had silly like um storylines. It it harkens back to that in my memory.
0: I'm sorry. I have to say I, I I forgot. I I just said that I thought you said Cinematic Slate, but now I realize you said Cinemax late at night. Cinemax <laughs> late at night. Late completely different thing. Cinematic Slate. I was like that sounds fancy. <laughs> Cinemax.
3: <laughs> or Cinemax Skinemax. Yeah.
0: Kinamax, yes. at night. I, I used to try to watch the scrambled Cinemax because we didn't have it, <laughs> but you could, you could make out a lot as a teenager <laughs> from just the scramble.
3: Or you'd fall asleep I mean, and the, then you'd wake up and you'd be like, what is this? That song.
1: But the, the interesting thing though, is that the difference with Cinemax scenes and the sexual scenes in this movie is it's the Cinemax ones. They try to make them sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they weren't necessarily sexy they were a little no that's true well kind of realistic and vulgar in a way but like they weren't trying to be sexy they were trying to do it sometimes in a more ridiculous manner to just kind of be like
3: sometimes we're more (laughs) ridiculous yeah
1: i want to say though maybe others won't agree
0: but i think that the romance in this movie is is maintained uh, because I really do feel like, you know, it's not like they were, it's just for shock value or, you know, it's just two actors pretending to play these characters. I really like, they felt like they were actually into each for other. For Tromeo
1: and Juliet, yes. Yeah, yeah. Other yeah. random sex scenes I've like, the scene to move it out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when there there's club and like you just turn around and there's like a guy down and a woman's like standing and then another one you look here and all the other random stuff, that's kind of like, I agree that. Tromeo and Juliet's romance line throughout was a romance. You could tell they were in love with each other, and it wasn't vulgar, random, anything. But I think the it's a lot in the movie is all the other random, random, ex- and the random breasts. For shock about or it. Lots for shock about and
3: lots it. of breasts. Yes, yes. free out. the nipple, okay? <laughs>
1: Except, don't show us one getting pierced. Oh yeah. Why? Why does that button? Happ- I don't like needles.
0: <laughs> oh, well, see, you know,
1: that's... Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to see a real piercing. I'm assuming it was real and actually happening. Cause... Yeah, I
0: think they actually just decided, let's film one happening. Oh. I thought that was fascinating,
4: actually.
0: Oh. <laughs> As somebody who's had many, many piercings in my life, it doesn't bother me. Oh. But uh, I get it, you know. So, um, uh, Shelley, you mentioned uh, the lines from the original Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. and how you, you liked like uh, noticing them come up. Yeah. I also liked it too because I thought that they did it in really interesting places, but I also really enjoyed the way that they sometimes altered it. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, when, he, when, when Tromeo goes into the sort of hostage room where Juliet's father keeps her, when he thinks she's been bad, he does a variation of, of, the, of the lines for when Tromeo sees Juliet on her balcony in the original play that I really thought like were beautiful, honestly. And I'm gonna just say them real quick. He says, what light from yonder plexiglass breaks? It is a right angled cosmos and Juliet is its sun. I was like, that's gorgeous. It's like, it's, it's like a modern version of, of this line. And he's painted this really beautiful picture about her. And it's similar enough to the original that you recognize it, but again, modern. And I thought that that was really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. There's also a line, it's not from Romeo and Juliet. It's apparently from Henry, Henry Fourth, another Shakespeare play, but I don't know if you guys caught it, but it, it's when, who is it? Is it Cappy? I think he's, uh, there's some street kerfuffle with the car and whatever. And he, he walks out into the street and he's throwing something at the car that's racing away. And he says, he says some very dramatic line. And then at the end of the line, the actor, it's it's almost like a fourth wall break. He says, Henry Four, Act Two,
4: scene four. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, yeah. Like he's like he like, and he does this little flourish with his jacket, like, I'm an actor. <laughs> and I thought there was this hysterical. <laughs> it's like anyone can be this, you know, pretentious, <laughs> you know, uh, but that's not really the movie and it stands out. It, it's very interesting. Okay. So uh Shelly, any other thoughts before we move on?
3: No, I think we can move on, but I'm sure I have other things to add while others are talking.
0: Of course. Uh how about we go to Ruth?
5: Um, so for me it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I um, <meant. laughs> so I do like kind of the where they put in with you know, some of the like you're all saying too, with um part of what Shakespeare play, the uh the same wording and whatnot. Um, I will say that these sex scenes were a little over top, too over the top for me too. I felt like they had kind of I like the fact that um they did have some humor and different things, but then some of them went to too awry, like the uh Catholic is it priest kind of uh got a little bit too much with talking about the little boys and stuff. And <laughs> I just, just had I didn't that. like that either.
0: <laughs> what? You just had a little fantasy. It didn't happen in real life. <laughs> oh i didn't like it either
3: i just felt like that joke is so like lazy i mean it's just an easy joke to make well was it lazy in 1996 it probably was then too i'm sure they made it on every snl skit ever it's just like feels that way
5: just feels offensive to me yeah and Sorry, um, uh, you're good yeah uh, i mean i could really see the love for romeo and juliet between each other a lot of the other stuff too was kind of just random sex so obviously it wasn't to me seemed like there was much love it was just too
1: it was just much ado about nothing
5: somebody turn mm-hmm. off his mic i'm here all night <laughs> um and then the fact with juliet to me had a complete um i would say abuse physically and emotionally to a degree from her oh yeah because of how her dad was. Super creepy. And then even the girl was she supposed to be what was she supposed to be? Someone taking care of her or something?
1: She was like the cook or nurse. She's um
5: her analog in the original play
0: is nurse. Yeah. So that's why they called like, her Ness. Because it's a little bit like nurse, but they gave her a new name. I but I I in, in the original she, um... play, obviously, nurse doesn't sleep with Juliet.
4: Oh, <laughs> no, like she in my memory, I, I don't know. <laughs> you could
0: tell because
3: well, wasn't just to be like 12 or 14 in the
0: original
5: <laughs> the original at least in this
0: movie they made them adults right yes
5: pedophile uh, much better. Uh, See, that's uh,
0: one of the ways that i feel like they made the story better it's always creeped me out how romeo and juliet were were that young in for, the original. Yeah. it always pissed me off how they the whole conclusion of the story is that they both kill themselves i I've never liked that.
1: It's romanticized, right? Right. Yeah.
3: Well, but because he thinks, but she hadn't killed herself, right? She only killed herself after she. Right.
1: But doesn't she? After he killed killed her. her, her, her,
3: He killed himself because he thought that she had killed herself, but she was really under the spell of the drugs.
0: Yeah. Of course, that's Shakespeare making fun of this kind of romanticism. Like, look at the stupid convolutions of behavior that result from this kind of fantasy romance. But I do like that this adaptation actually bucks that, that, uh, that. um
3: Yes. I was waiting for them to kill themselves,
0: And like, okay, good. They don't. In oh, fact, yeah. they say to hell with you, to everyone else, we're going to do what we want. And you can all just fuck off. Stop well, trying to run
4: our lives.
0: What I found
1: kind of interesting with that though, is because I was waiting for the moment where they both die, you know, like that all happens. Obviously the, poison she drinks and this one turns her into a weird cow creature but neither of them kill themselves but then when they were revealed you know the big reveal that you're actually brother and sister happened in my mind I was like oh that's their version of killing them because they're killing any chances of them actually being able to be together but they're like (laughs) we're fine we're gonna say it again i was like (laughs) oh okay but i do think that was their way of quote-unquote killing them by saying you're actually brother and sister so your romance is dead but they're kind of like did that little like nope we're we're, we're good we've gone too
5: far i
1: love it so much
5: but uh, um and then as far as like the quote-unquote nurse she like okay so she was in love with her in a really warped, disgusting way obviously you notice that when she was being a creeper while they were in the box um tromeo and jo- juliet together i felt no, like
0: i, I don't t- consider that creepy though just because jealous. I-, I was worried that the is- character was going to be vindictive i was worried she was going to try to trick or hurt tromeo but i was actually very impressed that the character actually told him like where to find her because she she knew enough to realize she may love juliet but juliet doesn't love her like that's a a really mature (laughs) and the sex stuff like her watching them have sex like do what you want you know as long as they're okay with it i don't care
5: i was just trying to figure out y'all can tell me your opinion too like they the both of the girls get together but like is it seem completely mutual as far as them both being i mean i know the girl is in love with juliet but like how much of it is completely consensual, or is, you know what I mean? But Juliet, I
1: think she... it's consensual. I just think Juliet's doing it for fun. I don't think Juliet's yeah. in love with her, but it's just it's fun for her,
0: yeah. Like, is, is Juliet doesn't currently at that time have any feelings for anyone else, so this is her only outlet. She's never let out of the house or she's never allowed to meet anyone else because of her father, so
5: any kind of for, for her
0: else? until she finally does get to get out and she meets Trumi, yeah, if that makes sense. So, you you mentioned. And it's following on the heels of other people mentioning this too, but obviously the, you know, it's very, the movie is very sexualized. It's, uh, it, it goes for shocks and for offensive. But I I wonder if you notice that it does actually, it goes really super sweet sometimes. For instance, there is a very shocking scene where tromio is masturbating, but what is he masturbating to? His idea of really you know satisfying is women who are saying i want to date you i want to marry you i want to have a family and that's what's getting him off and i thought that's really it's really funny it's, it's it's shocking to watch and it's funny but it's also super sweet like this tells me like who he is like he's not just trying to get laid this is what he considers to be really satisfying and there's also you know the scene in the end is she transforms herself into a cow right tromeo has no problem with it even though her fiance was like disgusted tromeo is willing to kiss her no matter what she looks like and in fact his kiss turns out to be true love's kiss which breaks the spell and turns her back Mm -hmm. and and they didn't even know about that and it's like that's gorgeous like they get to be together and they get to be themselves because their love is actually pure that's a little unusual for a trauma movie too. Is they don't usually go that deep.
5: Exactly. Yeah, I that is something that I did like that he didn't. He wasn't. Ba- it wasn't just based on looks, which is what that that guy. What he was like a butcher or something like that. Yeah. That was originally engaged to her, and you're like, oh, he's really in love with her, but it's just the looks, you know. It was just on the surface until he. I guess he thought he was really in love with her until then. He, was like, oh no, you know.
1: We must what have been conflicted because she was a cow type thing. He's Wait, like, Do I love her? Do I picture her? Or what but, do I do? I <laughs> do you remember
0: how stressed it could have been a fantasy. Was, do you remember how stressed out he
1: was that she was vegetarian? <laughs> yeah. He well, nearly
3: had a nervous
1: to, He was like punching himself. To be oh, fair. I love eating meat so much. It would be hard to be with somebody who is a vegetarian. Takiyah, I know you deal with it. You're with somebody who's vegan. And I'm sure at times it is a bit difficult when you're out to try to find a place you both want to go on the whim that has stuff that both of you can eat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like for me, I would just find it a little hard, especially though, because I'm on the extreme where I love steak and beef and I want others to appreciate it. Like I do. I love going to Korean barbecue restaurants, and if you're a vegetarian, you cannot go to one of those. Like, there's nothing you can eat. So I <laughs> get it from that sense how he would feel like, "Oh my god, you're a vegetarian!" Like, I have a little bit of an issue dealing with that. That you would
0: look exactly like him, but inside your mind, you'd be holding it in. But in yeah. your mind, when would you punch yourself?
5: All his reactions. Like, I, oh
4: God, no.
5: no!
1: No, I would get a steak and punch that to tenderize it. to
5: the <laughs> <meat>. <laughs> Well, it, it makes you we'll to want work. to be a vegetarian because of how disgusting the animals look. Well, I'm not butchering them. But I i
1: mean, you can ask Eric, I'll, I'll, when we're walking by like butcher type things and I see like a gorge, I, I even describe it as a gorgeous piece gorgeous. of steak. Look at how gorgeous that ribeye is, you know, raw rib. I'm like, that is a beautiful so piece of meat.
5: A fahad. But- i have a I'm question talking about as a whole animal where it looks that's the thing though, is i don't <laughs> want to see the whole cow and then well, that's what i mean like i can buttered. see i'll I see, a, see a juicy steak or... and want it yeah but I, not I, like... I,
1: I might have to think twice about eating steak later that night yeah but oh my gosh imagine bacon living
3: bacon. like a hundred years ago when you had to
1: slaughter your own animals well, if, <laughs> if i, I grew did... up that way you know like as a little
5: kid <laughs> Like, but would, you, but would you eat raisin loaf? Raisin I've, I've, loaf? The only kind of raisin loaf I've had is just spread their bread What's with their raisin loaf in it. <laughs> that's his.
0: That's his product idea in the movie, when they're talking about like oh. how to get rid of some like whatever these pieces are or whatever of animals. Yeah. He's like we make raisin loaf. No one's ever done it before,
4: and he
1: shows the package. is like look at just It was. It was just bread with raisins in it. So no, I think it was meat with raisins in it. It's like <laughs> oh, pavlova yeah, loaf with raisins. Yeah. Oh. raisin but That's it's like it's like the 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 meaty exactly. with like olives in it right um uh, so I, I, I probably wouldn't because I don't want raisins in, but maybe who knows I, I love like, raisins I, I love like eating variety. chicken biryani with raisins in it that you get from Trader Joe's that tastes good that is so good that, that bread at me oh, I said I eat it and I like it so I know so ooh. Ooh. yeah
5: Mia's at brunch um does that bread have raisins on it? That,
1: that, that's bread with raisins in it. And it is delicious. So
5: yeah. It is good, though. Because yeah. <laughs> they were making meat products. Yeah, But back to
1: Eric, <laughs> to the thing, though, about vegetarian. Like, I've even said to you, I would find it hard hanging out with you once you decide to finally become vegetarian. Like, I don't know what I would do with you as my friend. Like, you can't. Where are we going to go?
3: What are <laughs> we going to eat?
0: <laughs>
1: You're not going to go to chopped again.
0: No, I, I would never try to I would never make it anyone else's problem. You know, I would just say you choose where we're gonna go and I'll find something on the menu. I'll, every restaurant has salads. It may not be enjoyable for me. But... For your barbecue,
1: you can get vegetables to grill. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a very expensive plate of all you can eat grilled vegetables.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't like to order vegetables at restaurants because like I think, you know, that's so easy to do at home. Anyway, so uh, Ruth, any other comments?
5: I think that's about most of the thoughts right now. It was just like a lot of people at first where I was trying to just the only part that was kind of confusing was to make sure I got the family straight between the two. Between the Capulets and the 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 Cues. Capulet and Montague. Cappy Capulet and Montague. And then yes, the guy from Gilmore Girls. It was very funny to see him in it. But the funniest thing I just thought was the Things that he used to keep his hair up. <laughs> I just had to end on that. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but okay, but that's... that's Speaking a, of Tromio's
0: mother, his parents, his mother is a piece of work. I mean, how do you let your kid get, become an adult and you don't admit that you're the mother? <laughs> Until he's already dating your other daughter. Her daughter. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, what a horrible bitch. I mean, they make her look like a bitch in the flashbacks, What she does. But, I mean, horrible, horrible woman. Um, uh, But on the meat subject, I forgot to say, Fahad, you catch the line? And I I immediately thought of you when it
1: happened. But they're like, fat, fat is good for people. (laughs) I don't think I remember. It's so exciting. I don't remember that right now. But, yes, for all of you listening, eat the fat from your steak. It is delicious. (laughs) As long as it is cooked properly. Otherwise, it could be chewy and not tasty. (laughs) But you want it to be like butter. It just melts in your mouth and, well, oh, you know. Or
5: let your cute little dogs have some.
1: <laughs> no, don't let them have your. What
5: about Clarkson? eat
1: that from the steaks.
5: They'll oh. get the shits.
1: <laughs>
5: all right, tequila. Tequila.
2: Okay. Um, well, this wasn't my cup of tea
1: at all. <laughs> um, so it was just like Mrs. Harris goes to Paris for you.
2: That was a little better. I don't particularly like these type of movies. So um what type of movies? Describe these, the type uh, like these silly kind of humor silly. type thing. Like, you know, like it's like silly gross out type stuff.
1: Like I don't for know, to sakes. this one. For shock value's sake.
2: Yeah, the shot, no I, don't the, I don't like the, I don't like feet. those type. Yeah. This uh, I, it this it didn't do anything for me, I'm sorry. <laughs> um Did you like anything about it? The Smashing Pumpkins reference and I'm Sean eight. Gunn, and that was it. <laughs> was it
1: and Sean Gunn.
2: That was it. Yeah, I, I like. I guess his role was cute. Was funny. Yeah, I, I. I'm actually kind of speechless. This for this particular movie, I, I didn't like anything. I didn't like much about it. <laughs> I didn't really enjoy it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Absolutely no scene you like. Uh, <sighs> kind of. I don't, yeah. I'm, I didn't have much to say about it. I'm sorry, guys. I I, I, I know I saw the movie. I just, I just, I don't think I liked anything about it. it. It was, it was just too.
3: Or mm-hmm. you like, didn't, weird. what didn't
2: you like? You didn't like the, I guess the sex stuff, all the weird, like this, everything about it. Like the, I like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> um, were there
1: any specific scenes in the movie that really just kind of, you're like, this is too much. This is crazy.
2: Like a lot of it,
1: like pretty much all of it. <laughs> like any um, any specific ones that you felt went a little over the line for you?
2: I I just did not like any of it. I it just bored me. It just didn't. I didn't really like. It just wasn't my a type of movie. I like. I didn't laugh at much of anything. I don't know what to say. Like I I um. I'm trying to be nice. I don't know what to say. Like I, I can't be honest. I'm just trying to be honest. Like uh, you know. Well,
1: you don't have have to be Oh no, nice. no no totally. We we want you to definitely be honest. We were just wondering yeah, if there yeah. specific things that really kind of. <laughs> Gross Eric did it. But made
2: everything. I, I didn't like yeah. you the sex stuff. I, I um like the I would have made this movie. <laughs> it was just so hokey and weird and like and I like stuff, certain weird hokey stuff, but this was just too silly hokey weird for me. Like I, I felt like I was watching like a hot a hot mess in front of me. This is happening. It, it was just one crazy thing after another that I didn't like. Like it, it like where else was I was entertained by it, it didn't entertain me. It, I just yeah. Didn't you but think Tromeo was adorable? He's cute, yeah. Okay, so I'll, okay, like I'll a was young gonna, I'll just talk about
3: this
2: thing. A okay. bit. was cute. Um, I like Sean Gunn's character. I'll let those those be my positive things about it. Okay. Did you like um, Sean
1: Gunn's character only because it was Sean Gunn?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: did you like um,
2: what about,
3: it um what about funny they, when the little but, kids were playing catch with the guy's head
1: <laughs> you're, you're stealing my thunder shelly oh sorry <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding
2: <laughs> that was okay that that was weird funny like
5: <laughs> it's ridiculous huh? i didn't
2: connect with it it wasn't
5: they were having a me. great time with that little with that head it was crazy <laughs>
2: Movies. I, I try to get into it. You know, I, you know, like, I just, I don't know what to say. Well, okay. um, I
1: guess there's nothing sorry. else to say except to ask Bahad what he thought.
2: Yeah. Go ahead, Bahad. I'm sorry. That's all I have. <laughs>
1: so I'm going to start it off. And I mean, Eric, you already know this, but for everybody listening, I'm not really into these types of movies, <laughs> like, you know, this kind of like extreme shock value silly movies yeah i don't really get into as much i mean i did watch like the is his name chris siever the documentary and i appreciated the documentary but i know while watching it like <laughs> i'm not really interested necessarily in seeing any of those movies um, <laughs>
0: whereas but, i made a list i was like okay. i know you
1: made a list watch i made a list. list of do not watch do not watch do not watch <laughs> <laughs> if it's on tv skip um no but the thing though is is i can appreciate the hard work that goes into making any kind of movie and I can appreciate the work that went into this movie I can appreciate seeing that these look like a group of friends that are making a movie and I can envision like hey what if we all got together and make a movie you know the quality of the acting the quality of the production a lot of the stuff would be very similar um but my movie would not necessarily involve every now and then turning around and this person's head is inside that person's lap or that person is sticking the tattoo needle through that guy's eye. You know, like those types of things, just for the shock value and all, doesn't entertain me necessarily. With that though, like I said, I can appreciate the work that goes into making these movies and I can appreciate that this is a certain type of genre of movies that has a fan base. There are people that love these movies and I can see why I can see why the absurdity of what is being seen on screen entertains people. Like I get that. I personally am just not entertained by it. Um, But I can understand why it's entertaining because I get it. I see that people are, there are things I love that people are not entertained by, but I love it. Like all the Real Housewives, I can watch those over and over other that is like, real well, trash, right? <laughs> people are like, but every moment they're yelling at each other, they're doing this, they're calling each other this and that. And what do you find entertaining about it? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just something alluring and the drama of it. I appreciate it, and I, you know, but not everybody likes it. So that's the caveat I'm giving here. But I will say there were three moments that I really enjoyed, and that did make me laugh. The first one (laughs) is during the time that Sean Gunn's head is inside the guy's car and he's driving and uh, the father is showing the daughter like, you know, when you're walking on the street, it's important to stay on the sidewalk where it's safe and he's trying to give her that lesson. And then he gets hit by the car. And the girl's reaction, and then her eyes cross. I don't know if you guys- Oh, yeah, the very last moment. She's screaming so much, like, ah, that her eyes cross. So I, I really liked that moment a lot. Um, so, so the second scene that I really loved- I don't know, there's something about car scenes in this movie apparently that I like, but it's when the family is driving and the guy's head lands on the car and the parents are like screaming and then the kids are laughing. And I found that really funny, just the absurdity of it. But I didn't expect them to then cut to the kids playing with the (laughs) head. I love love that the kids
0: were not bothered by anything.
1: So I found that very uh, amusing. I, I appreciated that. And then the last part that did get me to laugh was the epilogue, where they're showing Troby and Juliet happily ever after, and you see their daughters come out, and you're like, oh, wow, they have kids, things oh, are good. good, and then they turn, and you see the deformity, <laughs> and at first, I was like, oh, my God, they are horribly deformed. But then when you see them from a certain angle, then I realized, oh, my God, those are other faces inside of their faces. <laughs> and I was just so caught off guard, but I, I did find that really funny. So those are three scenes that I really did appreciate and that made me laugh. I thought it was um, clever, though, that they ended
0: with they, they. you expect that their third child, the baby, is also deformed, but it's actually a. Perfectly
1: normal, Perfect, beautiful baby. I yeah. you wonder what could be wrong with that kid Ooh, really. inside. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he has a tail. Oh,
0: or that's nice. Okay, he wags it when he's happy. It's adorable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched um, um? Oh shoot, uh, that movie that I love that I shouldn't love because of how problematic it is now. Shallow Hal. Oh, oh I love Shallow Hal. <laughs> right, I love it, Pretty but it is funny. very problematic but I still love the movie. Um, yeah. Jason Alexander's character has a tail. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's right. Um, but yeah, so that's the my whole thing with this movie is I can appreciate why people love it because it is that kind of a movie that there, there's this audience out there that loves these movies. I think it was better done than some of the ones I have seen. Um, I do like, and we've touched on a lot of this already, but I like that it was an, a different type of retelling of Romeo and Juliet. Um, I did think at first when the narrator was introducing it and quoting Shakespeare, I was like, oh, this would be interesting taking a trauma film. And I thought that they were going to all be speaking the lines from the play itself. So I thought there was going to be this weird juxtaposition, but that's not exactly what really happened. Um, but I am curious, what would it have been like if they did all this absurd stuff, but they're still speaking the Shakespeare? <laughs> would, I like that idea, though. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Oh. <laughs> Uh by the way, that
0: narrator, even that is bucking the sort of what your your expectations because he's uh he's a member of Motorhead, the band.
3: Now what did you think about that narration, Eric? Because I know that you're not a big fan of
0: <laughs> in a play format, that's to be expected. And okay. only a framing device. He he actually kind of disappears for most of it. <laughs> yeah, just... true. But I love that, you know, the end of the movie with uh, a guy playing Shakespeare laughing his ass off at what
1: just happened. Yeah. <laughs> the laugh almost sounded like the laugh at the end of Thriller. Yeah. <laughs> How it, it reminded me of that. Was that Vincent Price? Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of that. And I was wondering if it was a nod to that. Um, a few other things. We've talked a lot about a lot of the notes that I had taken already, but one moment was um, when the guy had his head inside of the pig body, um, yeah. all I could think of was, oh my God, like salmonella, like other diseases. Uh-huh. Like, I hope in real life, I was like, I hope they're not using a real pig's body. <laughs> kind of That's all I was thinking yeah. about in that moment. Um, and then uh, I think I, we already talked about the whole that they didn't have the death. I kind of wish they did the death, but I guess I mean, I get why they didn't. Um, But the last thing I will end on, which is a weird thing to end on, is incest. Um, And that is, there's this weird like through line of incest in this movie, even before the revelation of Tromia and Juliet being brother and sister. There's a weird creepy father stuff with Juliet that we talked about. But in the beginning with Sean Gunn's character and his sister oh yeah he's like oh, well yeah they we might as well guys he's that's doing. called
0: foreshadowing that's the
1: incredible oscar-worthy script that james gunn wrote yeah but around incest it was just kind of like okay yeah, <laughs> but it was like yeah. the through line through the whole thing um and for some reason when they introduced i guess i'm actually going to leave it on this for some reason when they introduced all the characters in the beginning I was very excited when they showed Juliet's mom for some reason. I was like, oh, she's going to be a really cool and fun character. Like, I was like, I can't wait to see where they go with her. But she was such a letdown.
0: Yeah. I can't um, even picture her. Does she even like.
1: She kind of <laughs> looked like a like a meaner but younger mini driver as mini driver looks now. And I'm not recasting her. And if somebody else, says, oh
0: wait, wait, her oh. mother oh. is Romeo's mother.
1: Correct. Yes.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. She, they had to save her so they could do the reveal at the end. Yeah, but I wanted
1: more <laughs> from her. Uh, something about just her attitude in that first introduction and when they're introducing all the characters. I was like, oh, this is she's gonna be the one that I'm gonna be talking about all night. But um. <laughs> I didn't get that. So, anyways, but but that's it for me. To everyone though. Uh, two two parts that come to
0: mind right now uh one is uh, did you not like the fact that Cappy Capulet the how they end up killing him I mean first they try to kill him and he's got the they smash the, the computer on his head yeah then he carries it out through the rest of the scenes <laughs> until he finally does die uh, I thought it was hysterical I and mean, he made him into like a new character almost <laughs> like this you know computer head guy <laughs> still trying to go after them, not ever trying to take the damn thing off his
1: head. <laughs> so, you know what? In 96, we had two deaths by a screen falling on a person's head. Ooh, what was
0: the other? Is this a, a
1: test? Yeah. Stu Mocker from Scream. Oh! oh. Wait, uh, uh, a screen on his head? Really? In the computer, you know, falling on him. I'm saying teeth had a TV fall on him.
0: Why don't I remember
1: that? Stu mocker and scream. She pushes. I the just TV. watched
0: Scream again last year.
1: Yeah, she pushes the TV and it lands on Stu's head. <laughs> and then, from all what we can tell, he dies. But you know, with rumors whole true, he could still be
0: alive. But. Um, another thing that I we haven't talked about, but I think needs to be raised, is the dream sequence that Juliet has where the penis monster. Oh
3: my gosh,
0: that oh. was
3: horrifying.
0: <laughs> I was. That was actually because I've seen a lot of dramas. So obviously, I, it's hard to shock me. So most of us be like, okay, that's this is run of the mill. But that scene, I was like, oh my gosh, I did not expect this. I,
1: <laughs> I forgot about that scene, and you know what my first reaction was, and Eric. It might make sense now to a comment I brought up a few days ago, and it might have sounded like it was out of nowhere, but that scene and that thing reminded me of the Freddy snakes from, the Freddy snake from Nightmare ah, on Street 3.
0: Yes, now that definitely looked like a Freddy snake. You brought it up in a different context, and I do remember- I remember, remember yeah, like, we were talking really? about something,
1: and I said something about the Freddy snake, and-
0: it's Yeah, just and I couldn't put it, it together. I was
1: like, this is, I don't think it fits here, but,
0: but that penis monster definitely was Freddy snake just like Junior, and definitely trying to eat her, I'm sure. <laughs> but I love it. I think that guy's name in the movie, and maybe in real life, was Flavio instead of Fabio.
1: <laughs> that Nightmare Penis. Takeda, did it look like to you as well, like the Freddy snake from Nightmare 3? Yes, it did. <laughs> uh, that was the best effect,
0: I think, in the movie. That penis <laughs> was amazing. <laughs> Oh, that, a, yes, that was. There's, uh, a, there's okay. another trauma movie called Killer Condom, where there's literally, well, I basically this creature that looks like a condom, but it has teeth and it's a creature, and so people put it on and it just eats their penis
2: off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's fun. You should watch it. I mean, you won't, but because <laughs> well, that sure. was okay. That's Where's not a part. The, so there's some parts I, well, I, that was unexpected. That monster came out of his, yeah. you <laughs> i got to go into these movies just saying, I just
0: want to see crazy things I've never seen <laughs> and I just enjoy the weird ride. Okay, everybody, so, Fahad, if you have nothing else to say.
1: Nope, nothing else to say.
0: Cool. Then I think it is time again for... ba 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 Recap! We close each episode with a recast game, where we each play casting director and choose a different actor from any era, living or dead, to portray a character in the film instead. First up
1: is Fahad. Hey, yeah. I don't know know if I've ever gone first. Um, So for me, my recast is the narrator, and I'm recasting (laughs) him with Danny Trejo. I think he would bring a, bring a fun, uh, even more like a, a roughness, gruffness to the way he says the lines and it might kind of be terrifying. Um, so. I absolutely love that much better, actually. <laughs> yeah, right? So Probably that's because
0: not- I'm not a Motorhead fan. I'm sure fans of Motorhead were like, oh, this guy, let me. Yeah. Um, but I'm not and I don't have any I- any interest in it. So Janie Trujillo would be much more fun. Yep. So that's my recast. Love it. Thank you. Okay, let's go to
5: Ruth. Well, I was thinking of the original Romeo and Juliet one, and not necessarily the original movie, but the one that came out a little bit later with uh, Terry Names and um, Leonardo DiCaprio. And I thought, I wonder how the adaptation would be if he ended up having... Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> it, as Romeo and said as Tromeo to see kind of how that would play out.
1: <laughs> so you want to see Leonardo DiCaprio in this role? In this and movie.
5: Claire Danes? That would be cool too or maybe just to see how he interacts with uh, the Juliet in this in this movie. <laughs> uh, uh, see if they have any chemistry. Interesting. Well you
0: know he might have taken that part. If she he might had, be
3: too old for him. If he had already
0: been in <laughs> What's eating Gilbert Grape? He might have taken
5: that part. Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess he would have to play the dad then. I don't know.
1: <laughs> if now, oh <Well>, now, <laughs> you would cast him as Cappy now. Well, that would
5: be
0: is, like, um... Cappy now. because you know he's he dates women that are young enough to be his daughter. So,
5: well, I mean yeah. him as in like being the same age group as like what he would have been um when he was in the room and Juliet. Right. That is like his current age.
1: When was Romeo and Juliet, that movie? When was that?
3: Around then, like ninety-seven. That's maybe? what I was going to say. Was it wasn't a, so?
1: It's Romeo and Juliet and Romeo and Juliet came out. <laughs> so
3: because I think yeah. the first one was like the first Romeo and Juliet movie, wasn't it? Like the thirties. Then there was another I'm one sure. that's really well known that was like in the sixties. 60s. Sixties, 60s, yeah. That was
0: the Olivia Hussey one. The one that they, Olivia Hussey and the other actor from that movie
3: are now suing. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah,
1: Yeah, Leo's Romeo and Juliet's the exact same year as this one, so 96. So it'd be interesting to now go back and watch that and compare.
5: At least it would have been age appropriate.
1: (laughs) Do you guys remember,
2: you guys hear recently that they're suing the company because they're, um, because they, yeah, they were supposed to be filmed with their, Butts and their boob showing. They, they were underage. They were young. Yeah. Yeah. Age. Uh, yeah. And, I, and I wonder. I don't know the exact
0: ages, but I'm pretty sure that Brooke Shields was underage. But I wonder if this, if this uh case goes well, if Brooke Shields and Christopher Atkins will sue for Blue Lagoon.
3: Yeah.
0: She was. I think she was. I'm almost sure she was, she was like underage.
3: 14. She was. I just read an article about that. She was very young.
0: Yeah. I don't know if he was, but he may have been. He looked really young. He didn't. He definitely young. did, yeah.
3: Hmm.
0: And they were. I mean, he was entirely nude in scenes. I don't know if she was. And she
3: was, nude. but mo- well, they had her hair cover her. For-
0: yeah, she was almost entirely nude. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I wonder it could open up a door for that kind of thing, but I do also wonder, you know, why after all this time,
3: yeah, the '60s were a long time ago,
0: you know. Um, because it, it's not going to change anything. It's not going to do any good. Uh, either, either filmmaking, either either the industry has moved on and gotten better in those fifty years, or it hasn't. You know, I think it has gotten better. I don't think anyone would make that movie with underage people now. No, I wouldn't
3: sure it so, I wouldn't. It was just
0: something that would happen at that time. So if it was still happening now, I would say, oh yeah, well, sue them so that you can raise attention about this problem. But other than that, I'm not sure why to do it. I haven't looked that deep into it though, so I don't know if they've posted reasons why they're doing this at this point. Maybe they have good, good, uh, good reasons to do it, and I just—I don't, don't
3: know. know. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so uh, recast. Moving on to Takia. Hey.
2: So I was thinking about my favorite <laughs> actor in this one, and say I'm a, a Sean Gunn. I like this. I like this role. That's because I. I He's the only one I pretty much recognize. I like I really like his role in there with his little funny pigtails and him prancing around like <laughs> it was crazy. Um, I thought about a young Rowan Atkinson for that role. Oh yeah, Mr. Hey, was, Bean, was he ever young? Sprung,
0: fully formed at the age of 40. <laughs> and, and I've seen his stuff from the 80s. So yeah. I don't think he was ever young.
2: No, he, I don't know. he looks the I, same. I see him. I mean, I look at it. I look at it, Mr. Bean recently. I see him last year. He looked young-ish. Oh, like I said, in his forties. Well, now Rowan
0: Atkinson does look pretty good for his age. He was yeah. just in BN *Versus Bean* on Netflix, and I was like, "Huh i would I would have expected him to look a lot more ancient than he does, but he just kind of... Yeah,
2: good for him. Well, anyway, you know, seeing him in his little Mr. Bean role, like. Running around, it's like like you, do, you know, you you see him how he's, he's very like childlike and goofy and all. Yeah, I imagine Me him too. with little pigtails and that little toga thing he was wearing, and that's that's definitely Sammy Catholic right there, So that that I recast that character with Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, really
0: like that. I'm I'm picturing yes. his sort of dialogueless uh, mock voicing. So there's yes. like actual dialogue but he's just like pretending to talk to people like whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa.
4: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: that'd be very funny <laughs> okay let's do I think Shelly is the only yes,
3: one yes me um so I recast Juliet and I put and the person that I'm casting as her was at the perfect age for Playing that role at this time when this movie came out, oh. so I think Alicia Silverstone would oh. make oh. The perfect Juliet. Yeah, oh. and she, I think she would have done really well in this movie.
0: I would have liked that too. Yeah, I wonder if she would have signed onto this kind of movie, but. She did do, you know, she did like The Babysitter. Or no, it was called The Crush, right? Crush,
3: Crush, so yeah. Crush, the, but I think it was, it was based on a story, story, story called and The, the Baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so everything's is shaping up to be a fun new movie.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying all these recasts. Okay, so I guess it's just left to me. And my recast is The Priest.
1: It better be good. Four strong recaster.
0: You know what? Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my recast for The Priest is David Cross. I, I thought he would be very funny in it. He's really good at playing a straight person in an absolutely ridiculous situation. So pretending to be like a kind like priest helping people, but all the while having these fantasies about little boys and all that jazz, I think uh, he would have been very, very entertaining. And he probably would have signed on for this in 96. I mean, I don't know. When did Mr. Mister Show with Bob and David happen? 1995. <laughs> the what 1995 so you know a year before and that did like launch both of their careers bob odenkirk and david cross but you know maybe he still would have said yes to this
4: <laughs> yeah, i could see <laughs> it. For
0: something to do
4: mm-hmm. all
0: right so we've got a fantastic uh remake for 2022 all cast if anyone's listening make it happen Maybe I'll tweet it to James Gunn, who's my best friend, of course. uh, And he will get it done. (laughs) Okay, so I think now that we're done with the recast, we can now rate this movie. So you all know the drill, open up your chats, put your number in, raise your thumb when you're ready. And our fantastic MC Bahad is gonna count us down to launch our ratings to each other like no, I was gonna be dirty. Uh, squirting out of the giant penis monster into our faces oh, yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: on the row of zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I didn't put mine in. Uh, <laughs> Your thumb is up.
0: <laughs> I know why. Oh, what, what
1: are you so I think you were demonstrating <laughs> to the rest of us what a thumbs up looks like, and then you, kept and you it just up. kept it there.
2: whoo I was. Yes, that's that's what happened. So you guys are
1: Eric's right. got a thumbs up, Shelly's got a thumbs up Does, I have it, Ruth has it, Antiquia has it Okay, so I'm going to count backwards From three to zero When I hit the row on zero Hit enter I know this is very nerve wracking For I didn't say enter yet <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? That's Ruth That's
2: Ruth
0: <laughs> I am devastated Three, two
4: <laughs> Sorry Three, two, one
0: Zero. <laughs> <laughs> he can't talk oh fuck oh what a mess
3: oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> all right are you you want me to read them to you yes
5: please oh. all right
3: let's see ruth 1.5 ouch um it's Taki- <laughs> jessica takia okay takia one ouch. uh fahad 2. I've 2.5 i've never had to
4: use the one <laughs> Yep. me
3: or er, me yes two and Eric 3.5 okay. and Ruth says that she loves you Eric <laughs>
1: hey Eric at <sighs> least last week we said oh this movie you might get our first zero rating that did not happen I know I know but we got very close <laughs> <laughs> Hey, nothing it wasn't even a 0.25 or a 0.5 or a 0.75 yeah <laughs> one and up one and up so, so the st- average st- is a 2.05 hold on say that again <laughs> the average is a 2.05
0: well uh, you know that's all right
1: that Eric, why you
2: get it higher than a 3 i was curious you liked the you liked it a lot why didn't you give it higher than a 3 just curious Two point five. why didn't why did i yeah, you really
0: liked it. So I was like Because like, I love movies like this. And 3.5 is a movie where I would, like I said before, that I would say to somebody, You should watch this.
1: And you would watch it again.
0: And I would watch it again, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Um Eric, wow. if it, it's any <laughs> help. I mean, why not four?
2: Why did you get to a four? Oh, no. No, he uh he liked it a lot. That's why. It was curious, like, but what is it that but why I do you think,
3: get four? I think that we all have like like three point five to me. That's that's really good. Like that would yeah. be what I would give a good movie. So I think it just depends on like how you personally rate things.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: But well, yeah, maybe. it doesn't get higher for me because it isn't super super well done you know there's problems and there's there's parts of it that i'm not into but overall i had a great time and i thought it was very it's a very interesting movie with full of very 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 interesting scenes you know it's it's something that can be talked about so it's not like a movie that just like sits there and there's nothing really to say about it definitely no one can ever watch this movie and not have something to say
4: (laughs) and i love that's true (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah and I love that I I, I at least need if somebody's going to make a movie you better make it something worth talking about whether it's good or bad it better be worth talking about so but for a four it would have to be you know there would have to be some better production quality and probably a more a more serious message uh, and there's not nothing really serious about this <laughs> <laughs> not really <laughs>
1: So it came Except, except the serious message of what will happen if you end up marrying your sister and having children. <laughs> yes. You do Either learn I... that lesson. Uh, okay. cool. Well, okay. it is not the only movie that's in the twos. We had another movie that was in the twos as well.
3: What was that?
0: Midnight Run.
1: <laughs> Midnight Run.
0: <laughs> but it is our lowest rated movie ever, right?
1: It is. Congre- yes. <laughs>
0: did you say congrats congrats what the hell
1: I don't know Um, wait I think it's the low yeah it is lowest rated after Midnight Run yeah
0: yeah quite quite a bit below Midnight Run I think Midnight Run was like
1: 280 2.8 yeah. yeah I was
3: reading reviews of this movie though and there are lots and lots of people who love it so oh yeah yeah and that's what I was saying it's I appreciate your- one of
1: trauma's best movies ever it's, a, well, it's like a it classic takia this movie went to sundance hmm?
2: oh okay
1: this movie was cool. shown at the sundance film festival yeah, and, and you love a prestigious yeah and it saved one in the prestigious la theaters for over a year um and it actually won okay. the film festival in italy cool <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: really all right well this one people in europe tend to not be so uptight about (laughs) sex
1: (laughs) and it also got an oscar nomination for best picture and the win for best actress and best actor well
2: an oscar movie i would not be seeing
1: (laughs) (laughs) he just lied about
2: all that by the way
1: no no no, no, i'm playing around long with him i know i'm out I only lied about the Oscar parts. Yeah. I was telling the Sun truth dance about part is true. Yeah, Sundance, the Italian yeah. film festival, and staying in the theater for a year. That all is true. In fact, they um,
0: they used to, I mean, the pandemic kind of got in the way, so I don't know where they're standing now, but they used to do a yearly festival, Troma, and they called it Troma Dance, named after Sundance. <sighs> Trauma, dance.
4: Trauma Dance. I've always
0: wanted to go, but I didn't end up making it so far so i hope they have picked it back up and i can find a date but i think they changed cities all the time and it was in new york and it would have been perfect like right before the pandemic i think or maybe it was the first year i don't know anyway i may have lost my opportunity but we'll see okay so guess what our next movie is going to be decided by ruth Thanks. ruth
5: tell us the truth <laughs> Okay, so this next movie I picked is going to be our first movie with Johnny Depp. Ooh. And um, so this one is takes place in the 1970s. And it's basically, um, he plays, it's called Donnie Brasco. He plays an undercover um, agent. And um, Al Pacino kind of brings them in to kind of in the into the gangster world and kind of helping him get in there he's a johnny depp plays a jewel thief and i've never seen this before but um i hear it's really good so i'm really excited about it
1: i've never seen it um, I, I am getting the impression
0: that you have almost as much appreciation for gangster mafia movies or crime movies as Shelly does.
5: <laughs> I love mobster movies. I'm not even Italian.
3: I'm not even no. Italian.
5: I'm not Italian.
0: Okay, thanks everybody for giving this movie a chance, even though I know it wasn't everyone's cup of tea. Uh, so now I declare this episode of Old Fogies and Films concluded. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Facebook and find our list on Letterboxd. Don't forget to leave a comment or a review. Everybody say, Parting is such sweet (laughs)
2: sorrow. Thank you.